this is your host of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. I'm Leisha Holmes and I just wanted to say thank you for choosing to listen to our episode. Now before we start, I would like to thank our sponsors, Hoxo Media and Vincere. I will explain a bit more about them later on in the episode as to how you, our listener, can benefit from a unique discount by mentioning the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when you contact them. Now remember to click subscribe as you're listening now to get notified of every new weekly episode of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Without further ado, let's jump in to the episode. Thank you for joining us on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast and this next guest I've been trying to convince to come on the show for a good year or so. I had the privilege to meet Darren uh, two years ago uh, when he actually came to me as a rec to rec. He was looking at launching his own business and although um, as I rightly say in the episode there were no sour grapes I wasn't the fortunate one to actually partner him uh, but we've always kept in touch and I felt he had a really compelling story to share with you our audience in that as well as being a recruitment leader and entrepreneur and someone that's worked in the sector for almost two decades now he is a very proud single dad and I don't think this gets talked about enough I think there are plenty of very vocal mums like me who talk about being a working parent being a working mum I'm also very vocal about the fact that I'm a solo parent there's a, only me bringing up my daughters and so is Darren so this is Darren Brown. He's the um, owner and founder of Brookwood um, Recruitment Consultancy. And as well as talking about this, we don't want to alienate those listeners who have no interest in what it's like to be a working parent. He also talks um, about the fact that he launched a business that is 100% focused on a niche market within America. And as we record this at the back end of 2022, we are in a recession in the UK. For our global listeners, um, this has largely been driven by cost of living crisis, from the Ukrainian and Russian war, but also down to the energy crisis, Brexit, and the fact that most markets are candidate short. So it's a very unusual recession, having worked through many before. And so I thought this topic in particular would be interesting for those recruiters listening who are very entrepreneurial and recruitment leaders who are looking to diversify their revenue stream into an international market, because Darren gives us some really, really clear advice really useful advice about launching a business into america as well so stay tuned thank you for listening to our podcast and let's jump into the episode this is leisha holmes and i'm your host on the recruiters recruitment podcast and this this episode has been a long time coming my guest has been a little bit a little bit reticent to come on but i finally managed to persuade him because i think he's got a really compelling story to share with you all and i got to know darren probably the most stressful time in anyone's life during 2020 and he's somebody that i hold in very high esteem and i think you'll hopefully all really enjoy getting to know him today so our lovely global community this is darren brown and he is a director at brookwood recruitment how are you today darren I'm very good, thank you, Alicia. Very pleased to do, for you to join us today. So a lot of people won't know who you are. They'll be avidly clicking away on LinkedIn to have a look at you and your company. Yeah. So for those who are not yet familiar, just give us a potted history as to who you are and what you do. Yeah, so I run my own recruitment business. Um, prior to that, um, I'm one of many um, that worked for the famous S3 brand um, for, what, 15 yeah, 15 years. Um, I worked for Huxley, one of their brands, um, across multiple divisions in Birmingham. Um, and during the, during that time, that's when I started getting a taste for international markets. Um, so yeah, I, I did that. Um, 
lasted 15 years, which was really good going. Um, <laughs> then moved to a smaller business, uh, set up an international um, business for them. Did that for a couple of years and then got the itch um, to go off alone um, and set up my, my, my own recruitment, international recruitment business. So, so yeah, that, that's me. Well, it's very, very good potted history that I have to say that was very succinct. Uh, and yes, Darren is absolutely right. There will be a plethora of people in our audience who have also incubated in the phenomenal S3 brands. Um, I think a large number of sort of modern day leaders have probably come through the ranks of S3. I actually nearly joined S3. I don't know if you know that. I think I might have told you at the time. Yeah, yeah, you told but me. But we, we, we nearly worked together because I was offered by Huxley in Birmingham and offered by Primetime in Birmingham. And I decided to go to Primetime instead. So there you go. We could have could have been working wow. together Darren yeah. I would, I'd have been I'd have been all over I'd have been all over here I was very <laughs> very very competitive recruiter back in the day well thank you for that explanation and actually you, you that was a very poetic way to sort of lead into sort of the starting point of of this conversation which is you know you launched a recruitment business in the height of a global pandemic first of all why why yeah. then how did you go about doing it and then talk to us a little bit about you know building out that international piece yeah I think so I was working for um, a company where I lived in Stafford. Um, it was at the point where, yeah, COVID had just happened and, you know, we had to make several people, you know, I think I had six people in my team, had to get rid of four people. So I was down to two people. Um, and I, I just got to the point where I thought, do you know what? I, I kind of, it left a bit of a bad taste how, you know, how things happened and, and, and stuff like that. I'm not blaming anyone in my, my previous business no. at all. Um, think, you know, everything happened for a particular reason. But I just thought, this is, the, for me, if I'm ever going to do anything, now's the time. You know, the markets have completely crashed. Um, and I thought, if I was ever going to be successful, then, you know, setting it up in, setting something up in, a, in conditions like that, there was no option for failure because yeah. um, that was the time. So a few months prior to that, I, you know, that that's when I, you know, became a full-time single dad to my, at the time, my four-year-old. Um, and, and that massively changes your outlook on life, your priorities. Um, so I also wanted to, I didn't really get as much flexibility working for a company to be a, to be a full-time dad. And, you know, I, I know lots of things have changed now during because of COVID, you know, with flexibility, et cetera. But at the time, that wasn't the case. No. So that was a big part of, of it as well, was to, to get more flexibility, to spend more time with not just my six-year-old, uh, my four-year-old at the time, but I had other children as well. Um, so, so, yeah, that was the, the kind of reason for doing it. Um, like we spoke, Leisha, obviously, we, you know, that, that we looked at, I looked at a couple of options for you and, and then... You know, an ex S3 uh, director I had a great relationship with. Um, I had a meet with him. He offered me a, you know, an, an amazing opportunity to, to, to be a part investor in me. Um, and he's now, you know, an amazing business partner that, you know, in the, what the, just coming up to two years that I've been doing it has taught me an awful lot and, you know, and, and has been a great help. So, um, yeah, so that's why I did it. Um, yeah, I, I did it for, and those, those were the reasons for a better work-life balance, but also um, I just thought it was, the, if I was ever, ever going to do it, because it's, 
I think when you've been in recruitment for like 17 years, you get approached all the time about these opportunities that, you know, why don't you go and do it for yourself? You make more money, et cetera. It was never, the decision was never about money for me. It was more work-life balance, but also the ability to create my own culture yeah, and, 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 you know, create a company where I could determine, you know, what that culture looked like. Um, but, but also, yeah, do it along, do it with someone else and, and having my, you know, my, my investor, my business partner alongside me to do that. Um, yeah. And haven't looked back. No, that's, and I love that. And just on a number of things there, first of all, it just goes to show that there's no sour grapes, that you didn't take any of my opportunities, but I just thought I'd leave that little rhetoric <laughs> joke hang it, hanging there. Um, but no, on a, on a serious point, I think first and foremost, you know, any parent listening, and we are going to come back to this majorly within the topic today, but we'll just pause that for a second. You do sometimes feel a lot braver as a parent. You're prepared to do a lot more in terms of putting your feet forward and just going for it because you've got mouths to feed. It's as simple as that. Um, but actually, if you look at some of the most successful brands, not just recruitment here, but the most successful brands on the planet, they were launched in recessions. They were launched in downturns in the market. And actually what they do and what you've clearly done is you seize the opportunity because you've got nothing to lose. So I yeah. think if I look at some of, you know, like yourself and, you know, we've had Carl on from Orbition and, you know, actually a lot of S3, a lot of S3 people, funnily enough, you've all done something at a time when most people have gone back into their little cocoon and gone oh my god we need to protect the money we need to stay safe and so maybe it takes a certain type of person maybe I don't know but I think you know I really applaud you for doing the right thing for you and your family at that time and clearly for your clients as well yeah without a shadow of a doubt so coming back to you know the one of the main reasons I wanted to invite you on today is that a lot of people aren't necessarily always happy to talk about their personal situation but for you as it is for me your main driver as you've just said there was creating a, a work environment for yourself where you can not compromise being a dad so just talk to me what life is like as a single dad because it doesn't often get talked about um, and yeah, no, what I, what it's like yeah I, you know it, it, it's tough it, you know it's extremely tough like I think what makes it even more difficult is, you know, I, I, I do football coaching, so I coach two different kids' football teams. Um, so both my, my six-year-old's team, I coach his team. I've got a 14-year-old, I coach his football team. So I do that alongside running my own recruitment business, etc. So life is a, <laughs> and being a single dad, and you know, with my youngest living with me full time, it, it, it's tough, you know. I, but the, the great thing about it is, you know, I I drop my I drop my youngest off to school every single day. I pick him up from school every single day. Um, you know, you can't buy that. You know, there are so many parents, care, you know, people that miss out on on doing the little, the small things. Then I don't think I didn't realise, especially with my older ones, because I never got to do that with the older ones. I didn't realise how much it meant to children for, you know, a parent just to drop them off at school. Yeah. Like it, it means a huge amount to them. Um, mm. so, so being able to do all of that and still be successful, I think it's, it, it's been huge for me because, you know, because it's my business, you know, I'm smart enough to know, right, okay, well, if I'm dropping, you know, my little boy off in the morning and if I'm picking him up, then, you know, because I'm working US hours, when he's in bed, I'm working. Mm. Uh, so it, it works perfectly. It's, it, yeah, I'm not going to say it's not tough because it is. It's extremely yeah. hard. But, 
you know, I, I think when it when it's your business, that drive to to make it happen, to push through the the, the low points, because there are there are there are many low points when you know you are a single, you know, not just a single dad, a single parent, when you know things get on top of you, you know, kids, kids you know, kids are kids mm. and yeah. they'll test you and um, you know, and when you're trying to deal with that as well as trying to deal with work situations and and you don't have a partner or someone to fall back on for support. And you, you know, my family all live down south. Um, you know, I don't have any family support up here. So, so it, you know, it's hard work, but you know, the rewards that that the non-monetary rewards that you get from it, I think far outweigh anything else. Of course, of course they are. And they and you know, speaking as a fellow solo parent, um, I applaud you because it's bloody hard work. And I, I'm I'm gonna come back to some of the emotional side of it in a minute because I think it's important that a lot of what you said there doesn't just apply to leaders, it applies to anybody listening now who we know that you're all in recruitment, whether you're a recruiter, whether you are a leader, actually what Darren's saying is very similar to what most working mums will say in that you're trying to be everything to everybody it's not always possible but the value that the sort of beauty and the intangible gain that you get from dropping your child off or picking them up or being there when they're reading at night you know we can we can get so much from that but we don't want to compromise I guess either job so do you get do you get working dad guilt because working mum guilt's a very real thing so is that still the same thing for you okay so i just wanted to break away from the chat for 60 seconds to talk to you about an issue a lot of agencies are facing right now and what one company hoxo media are doing about it there's a lot of talk about what it takes to be the quote unquote modern recruiter personal branding building an online presence finding new and innovative ways to engage the market whatever your market is it's an approach most businesses are fumbling around with at the moment, to be honest. Meanwhile, Hoxo have absolutely nailed it. They are arguably the world's foremost marketing agency dedicated exclusively to the recruitment sector. And they've worked out what recruiters need to do to see tangible success through online activity. They've developed a proven methodology to follow on LinkedIn daily to establish you, you, as the go-to recruiter in your space and drive inbound leads and new business opportunities on a consistent basis. Now they teach it all to you over an eight week course in the Hoxo Academy. I actually completed the Hoxo Academy in the very height of COVID and it completely transformed my business. In fact, it paid for itself by the end of week two. The best place to find out more about Hoxo Media is to check out their website, hoxomedia.com or search for them on LinkedIn and give them a follow. They give away an absolute ton of valuable advice and actionable tips for free. But if and when you're ready to seriously invest in your online brand, give these guys a shout, but make sure to tell them that Leisha from Key Recruitment sent you and just quote the podcast, the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast, and they'll give you a cheeky discount as well. Not bad, eh? Now. Back to the chat. Mass, mass, massively, mm. yeah, ma- massively. And there are moments when you know, I if I pick my when I when I pick him up from school and you know I spend time with him after school to do things. But there are times when you know I, 
I pick him up, bring him straight back home. I've got to jump onto a call, etc. And mm. you know, especially you say, oh, Dad, can we go and play football outside and stuff like that? I can't. Come. And it, it, you do get the massive guilt, but you know that you're doing it for the greater good. And you are. You know, it's it's the balance. And you know, I, I know one day he'll he'll understand that yeah, everything mm. I was doing was, was for him. He will. He will. And and as the parent of older children, you know, my children are almost just short of eighteen and fifteen, and they know that if I'm on a call, it could be worth, you know, a huge amount of money. Um, and actually I've got, I have to make that call, I, as in literally make the decision as to whether or not that call is worth more than what they're asking of me or whether it can just yeah. wait. Because usually it's probably not anything urgent. It's probably just, can you stick some money on my go, Henry? But joking yeah. aside, so let's give some practical advice here because as I say, I can't ever remember listening to a podcast across all the channels that I listen to where it's coming from a dad's perspective so what yeah. what practical advice would you give to our listeners who are it yeah. might just be one person in terms of whether you're a whether you're a leader or whether you're, you're a recruiter yeah, to... I, I think I think for me a lot of it is to do with you know a lot of it comes down to people like team leaders um you know sales team managers and, and just I think sometimes there's always it gets made a lot not just in recruitment but we tend to you know, when people have children, we just tend to assume they're in a couple. There's two mm. people. And in a lot of cases, that's not the case. You know, there are so many single parents out there. And I think it's it's people like, you know, so the immediate managers just being more aware of what they can do to support these people. And it could be, you know, the, the small things like allowing them to drop them to drop their little, um, the youngest, yeah, the, the children off to school in the morning, you know, allow them to, to pick them up from school. You know, if it's not every day, even, you know, to give them that flexibility because those are the small priceless things that that means more to a parent than giving a monetary, you know, incentive. And I think as, as recruitment leaders, we always think that offering monetary incentives is the key to a happy, to, to happy start. Oh, that's not the case at all. You know, I think back years and years ago, that might have been the case, but I think a lot's changed and, and COVID has certainly made parents more aware of the time they spend with their children. And, you know, so I think it, yeah, if leaders can be more inclusive with, with their incentives and, um, you know, and really understand what, what, you know, what single parents want. And, you know, if they're off, you know, I think there's always, when you organise nights out and things like that, you know, I, I remember back in my S3 days, the pressure that you got to go on a night out. And if you didn't, but you've got to understand when you've got single parents, they don't have someone, they don't have a, a partner at home to look after the child while that, you know, it, it's difficult for them. Mm. So, you know, don't put as much pressure on them to go out, you know, obviously ask them, but, you know, don't that, that kind of make them feel guilty for not, you know, coming out with the rest of the team, et cetera, because it is difficult and mm. people are trying to balance, you know, trying to raise a, raise a family and... I think it's really, really practical advice that actually, and without alienating, there'll be lots of people listening that aren't parents, maybe will choose to never be parents. We actually are talking about caregivers generally and, yeah, exactly. and, yeah. and to be truly inclusive as a, as a leader. And if you're listening to this and you're looking at your employee thinking, well, no, it's always about going out and getting drunk on a Friday night. Actually, I don't want to do that either. That there's a, there's a narrative, isn't there, that we should be doing more to listen to people as to what they actually want. What's more meaningful? And actually is 
having a day off, a better incentive so they can go and ride their horse, you know, go and do the bungee jump, go and spend time with their kids or go and spend time with their family. So I actually think it's really, it's so impactful coming from you, Darren, because you're a leader, you've worked in big corporate teams and you're speaking from personal experience. And I really appreciate you being so honest with us about it. I think it's really important and so simple for leaders to roll out. And it doesn't cost you anything to say go and have a day. It, 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 exactly. It, it's just yeah. the small things, and it's just being mindful of, and uh, that the, the you know people, whether it's a you know single parent or a caregiver, you know that these people just you know you do need to yeah. give them that flexibility. No, it's really good. And, and you know, just I really think that you being brave enough to speak out like this, because I know that you, you're showing vulnerability here. If it just impacts one listener to have the, the confidence to go and speak to their employer to say, actually, I'm really struggling. I'm on my own. I've got not got any family nearby. Even if they have got family nearby, they will still feel isolated, guilty constantly because you're either feeling guilty in work that you're not with your kid or if you're with your kid, you're feeling guilty that you're not in work. Yeah. That is the Mariella Frostrup famous yeah. quote that you, you're not winning to anybody so uh, i'm really it's so important to start getting people to talk about it that aren't just you know very vocal single moms like me for example we need to hear from more dads more caregivers who are saying actually it's really tough really really tough so let's do more to be kinder to people and i think that what covid did was it did start to make people really think about what actually was important and you know what we do go to work to earn money but that's not as important as feeling content and safe in work exactly yeah. yeah no it's really good so going back to your business um yeah. there'll be a large p- portion of people that will have tuned in because you run an international business and as we sit here in a uk recession who knows how big the iceberg is we just don't really know yet we know we're in for a long haul because it's going to last as long as the war does probably in, in ukraine what would your advice be to people thinking of going globally with their business because uk market will probably be quite challenging for, for a significant period of time We briefly interrupt this chat on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast to introduce to you our partnership with Vinceri, the recruitment operating system. Vinceri is the modern recruitment operating system for recruitment and staffing agencies around the globe. A single tech platform that unifies your CRM, your ATS, your website, candidate and client portals, shift scheduler, timesheets, data and analytics, and now including video interviewing and outreach all under one roof. This is the reason the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast chose to partner with Vincheri because we want to make the job of a modern recruiter as simple as possible. So if you're looking for a new recruitment CRM to manage your entire operation, visit vincheri.io and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Now, back to the chat. I think the, the instant attraction, certainly to the American market, is, is the money that you can make. You know, the, the fees are extremely high, the margins that you can make are extremely high, etc. But I think it's really important to understand that the, the kind of the why is to, it can't just be about money. Why, why do you want to conquer America? Why do you want to go into the American market? Because... It, there's so many people trying to do it. If it's just purely money focused, you won't you won't be a success. Mm. Um, you've you've got to have. And I think when I first started doing international stuff, I compl- completely, especially America, didn't realise how big the country was. I mean, some of the states are bigger than you know multiple European countries put together. 
it's it's such a huge area and i think if if you want to break into international markets and you know i'm specifically talking about the us because that's where i do most of my business i think you've got to go with a real good you know you've got to have a plan you know attack you know look at you know which states to attack because just going and saying i'm going to work across the whole of the us won't work it's too big you've, mm-hmm. you've got to really plan it you know if you're so I'll give you an example of my market. So mine's purely focused around the automotive industry. Um, so I do most of my business in Michigan, um, which is nowhere, you know, nowhere near one of the biggest US states, but there's more than enough business in, in, in Michigan for me to grow a very successful you know, recruitment business. And I think, so yeah, people just need to plan it out. You know, there are lots of, um, there's lots of advice out there. There's lots of, you know, seminars that you can look at to, to, to get advice on where you should go in your markets. Um, but yeah, plan before you don't just go into it and uh, be a busy fool because it no, won't work. Definitely not. And, and just to validate, if you go back in our archive, we interviewed Lindsay Hartland of Hanniston Green about a year or so ago. You must know Lindsay. Didn't my, you? Like my ex-boss. My, my, there you go. My, my ex-boss. Yeah. And he came on because I met him on the Hoxo Academy in 2020. We became really good chums and he came, very kindly came on to talk about what you've just said there. He His whole sort of sort of, I guess, advice and a whole podcast piece was about how to go about doing this. And he obviously has a very niche niche within one yeah. little part of America. And he said exactly the same thing you said. So it's the key to, to globally looking at whether it is America or whether you could look at Europe or whether you could look at Asia, you've got to do your research first. You've got to see where that niche is going to be uh, before you even set out. Don't just go blanket approach. Yeah, you complete me, me and like I've got so much respect for Lindy. Like he's my old boss, and we spent yeah. loads of time together. But he set up around the same time as me, setting up, and, you know, and we taught loads. And Good. you know, it's exactly right. Stay niche is some people think that being niche means that you've got less to go at. That's completely the opposite. It's, Absolutely it's, nonsense. It's it nonsense. Just, exactly. It just makes you the. And I think that's. People have just got to take that approach and just plan out. You don't just want to do it because there's loads of money out there. You've got what have a plan, have a reason why. There's yeah. got to be another reason why you want to do it. Oh, don't ever just chase the money in recruitment, guys, if that's what you're thinking, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. That's really good advice. And we'll definitely tag Lindsay in this post then. I forgot that he was your boss. I forgot about this. <laughs> Such a small world. So what's up, what's coming up for your business next year? What what can so, we look forward to? Yeah, so I'm I'm off to the well, I'm off out to the US in October uh, for 10 days. Um and then next year, so the plan will probably be back end of next year, we'll, we'll be looking to open um, first office in Tampa, in, in Florida. Wow. Um, and then the reason we're choosing Florida, like it, it makes sense in so many different, you know, it's it's not too far from where a lot of my business is, but, you know, it, it, it's got that family feel to it as well that, you know, if I wanted to go over there for periods of time with the kids, etc., mm. and, you know, if we... The plan would be to get staff from the UK relocating out there, but also mixing that in with, with you know, because you can't have a successful US business with just people relocating from the UK. You need to integrate um, for longevity because it, otherwise it won't, you know, I, I don't believe it will be, no. be a success. So, yeah. so that's the plan. Yeah, the plan would be to get the headcount in the UK up to 10 people uh, next year. Um, we'll, we'll soon be at three this year. Um, and then, yeah, the, 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 there's going to be a real big push 
The magic number, the magic number of ten. There'll be lots of leaders out there going, "Go for it, Darren." The magic. Yeah, exactly. So the hard work, you know, hard work's really starting now, and um, good. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. But you've got the foundations and it's just brilliant. And I'm so proud for you, really. I'm obviously, I've watched, I feel like even though I didn't know you for most of your recruitment career, I feel like I've watched the last two years with absolute pride. And, you know, you just do it with real integrity as well. And I love the fact that you don't, you don't seem to externally be compromising. I love that you're, you know, you're talking about this. So I really appreciate you sharing this with us today for the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. No problem. It's been a pleasure.